Lydia is going to have you rate the following variants of the Reese's Cup. And you okay. give us this, you know, as as podcast people, we talk about five star rankings. We want to give you, you we okay. want you to give us a star ranking on each of the following. Okay. Yeah, and these are the Reese's Cups that come out in each of these different holidays. So you don't have to rate it on the holiday. It's actually on the Reese's itself. Gotcha. So a pumpkin, a pumpkin Reese's. Five. It's five. Coming out hot. The, the ratio, <laughs> the ratio of peanut butter to chocolate in the pumpkins is perfect. And um, I'll probably beat you to it. I'll say the same thing for the egg and the Christmas tree. Five, five, five. Yes, sir. Five, that, those are over five. Welcome to Hold On, a podcast for people we love, and that's probably you. My name's Chad Poe. And I'm Lydia McMillan, and we're so glad you're here. So, Chad, what's our word of the day? It's the word of the day. Yeah, yeah, it's the word of the day. Oh, yeah. Word of the day. Yeah. Yeah, our word for the day is father, as in papa, daddy, daddy-o, big papa, the dad. Yes, and no matter if you are a father or not a father, this podcast is for you. We are so grateful for your reviews of our podcast. Even if you listen on another platform, please make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review. Shout out this week goes to Rev John RB. Um, he says, these are the interviews with people you want to hear from on topics they aren't normally asked about. While many other podcasts are copy and paste, Chad and Lydia quiz Christian thought leaders and influencers on their favorite characters, family, and go-to restaurants. Thank you so much, John. And again, no matter where you listen, please head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars only. I need you to know, if there's not a five-star review, then you are part of the patriarchy. Hey, Chad. So this season on the podcast, we are doing something a little bit different, something new. Tell us about it. Yeah, you know, for us, we've always chosen words that were very uh, aligned with our faith, and we've explored those uh, randomly sometimes. We've looked at them through the lens of our current experiences. The more I thought about it, the more I realized the Bible has these words in order. They're called verses, and these verses form paragraphs. These verses sometimes are from Jesus himself, other times from Paul, who was inspired by Jesus. So, and other guys too. So I thought, what if we sat down and we took a well-known passage and, and examined the words with the same regular irregularity that we interview people. We're going to look at concepts that we find in various passages, and we're starting with the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, so the Lord's Prayer starts out with our Father. And so talk about what it, you know, our Father, what is that? How are we diving into that? this week when we read through the bible we forget that god used these words to give us windows into his love for us his care for us his affection for us his expectation of us his numerous this is the numerous ways that god wants us to interact with him when we read the word father every one of us has an immediate response to what that word means uh, for me i look at my own life and I had a complicated relationship with my dad. Uh, sometimes it could be, it could be difficult. 
Uh, other times, you know, there are things I look back at and laugh at fondly. But the word father, it resonates. And for numerous people, it may resonate negatively. What about your relationship with your dad, Lydia? Yep. Uh, I have a dad and uh, he's great. He uh, He's taught me a lot of just foundational truths and um, has definitely helped me in my ministry. Um, but also, I mean, he's a black belt in karate and he's an electrician and used to be a high school teacher. So he's done a lot of really cool things in his life too. <laughs> you're a dad. Yeah. Chad, you're a father. Yes. You know, at our house, we have four kids. I don't know if you remember Lydia at the very beginning of our podcast, we thought, what if we were a parenting podcast, but it wasn't really a parenting podcast as much as it was. Let's take a break from parenting. I do have four kids. <laughs> Uh, one girl and three boys spend a lot of time with them. And I know my affection for them. I know the things that I want for them. I also know my impatience with them at times and, and my desire for them to, to know Jesus, to love Jesus, to realize that Jesus wants to know and love them, that he made them. And as we looked at the idea of, of fatherhood, I have them in mind as well. Not only my experience as a son of a father, but my experience as a father of sons and a daughter. Well, since you're the resident theologian of the Hold On podcast and the only co-host with the job title of father, I'm going to quiz you on some dad trivia. You know what? I feel good about this. Dad trivia. <laughs> Are there any okay. dad involved? I've got a good dad joke. You want to hear it? Okay, give us a dad joke. My children like to say to me sometimes you don't that I tell dad jokes, and I have never believed them, nor do I think that I I should. But my favorite dad joke is one that a friend told to my son, and he said, "Have you heard the one about the bed?" And of course, you say no, no, He's, because it's not been made up yet. I won't. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right. So these are movies that focus on the dad, the father, the father figure, etc. So I'm going to tell you the Rotten Tomato rating, and then I'm going to start reading some pretty great reviews uh, about the film, and you're going to tell me the answer. Okay. <clears throat> the first one got a 70%. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Norma G. She gave it three stars. She said, um, I think I saw it one time, but I can't remember. So, yeah. <laughs> Is that the movie Parenthood starring Steve Martin? No. no, no. Okay, here's the next one. Debbie A gave it five stars. She says, dads never want to let go. I have no idea what this is. Okay. I'll give you another one. Dammy G gave it one star. She said, remakes, I hate you. Father of the Bride? Yeah! That was awesome. How, how many remakes of Father of the Bride have there been? Well, I know that the, the, uh, the original has, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tracy. Spencer Tracy, is that who, who was in the original? So yeah, it was like so. nine. It was a 1950s classic redone, but still, uh, Steve Martin was in this one. Um, Kimberly that, Paisley. Mm, that's why I guess Steve Martin. He was also in Parenthood. 
So, uh, all right. Ready for your next one? Yes. This one got a 72%. The first review didn't even have a name because they were so mortified. They said one star. This film is slow and boring. Next review. Ewell K gave it five stars. I watched this movie on TV and I loved it so much. I went out and bought it. I love reviews. I, because they could be talking <laughs> about anything with the words that they are putting together. Okay, here we go. Melanie M gave it five stars. A true classic. Rest in peace. Mike H gave it five stars. I doubt you will not like this movie. If in doubt, watch it and laugh a little. When you I get didn't... it, you're going to be like, what? Okay, Noah A gave it four stars. He says, dude looks like a very old British lady. B plus. It is it. Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes. <laughs> get it. Rest in peace. Isn't that so sad? Robin that is Williams. sad. Oh, that man. is sad. I read his son on social media the other day, just commemorating his father. It was really sad. Mm. All right. We're going to bring, bring this to a whole new level. 99% rating. Star Wars. This? The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Okay, I can't even pronounce this person. It's like Huquid or something. Gave it five stars. A great movie. Most people have probably watched it before. 10 out of 10. But it gave it five stars. <laughs> I appreciate All the right. repetition. Yes. Jonas P. gave it five stars and said, I did not watch it, but I like sushi. Okay. Diego D. gave it two stars. Bad overrated film because it rips off the plot from the Super Mario Brothers 1985. And even that game has a better plot. <laughs> Miller M, five stars. I like it quite a lot. It's kind of fishy. Oh, Finding Nemo. Yes. <laughs> I love somebody said I love this movie growing up and I still do it helps you learn a little bit about the sea and Australia <laughs> like you're watching it for educational purposes yes I love it <laughs> all right deep dive I don't know if you're going to get this one we're going to try real hard 27 percent are you ready yes Joe M, three stars. Fun flick that doesn't overtax the brain. Great for youngsters. Okay, Josh S, three stars. Not bad. Two dads try their best. But he said T-H-E-R-E, -E, their best. Uh, uh, location specific. <laughs> Garen M said, it's, he gave it a half star. He said, it's probably the worst film of 2003. Rich S, Two and a half stars. Eddie Murphy is toned down, leaving the stage open for some good performances by Jeff Garland, Steve Zahn, and a lot of fun, cute daycare kitties. It's day daycare. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, last one, last one. 97%. Here we go. Louis or Louis G 
Uh, four and a half stars. Okay, but not as good as Paddington 2. Paddington 1. <laughs> oh, so close, so close. Uh, uh, Zeke S. said, greatest movie of all time. Anyone who says otherwise is probably a Marvel fan. So take note. Darby D, one star. I don't see how this movie considered one of the greatest movie of all time. It's pretty boring and people highly praise it. Just don't get it. There's a lot better gangster movies out there. The Godfather. Yes. <clears throat> Some Ray Z said the Godfather of movies. Wow. Genius. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. When we look into the Bible and we talk about what it means to be a father, we notice a few things. Uh, we notice that um, God gives us a picture of his compassion for us by talking about a father. Now, we're talking about an ideal because God is the ideal father, faultless, caring, concerned. And Jesus gives us a word picture in the parable of the prodigal son. As the son runs back to his father, the father's not waiting there with his arms crossed. The father sprints toward him. The father cares for him. The father throws his arms around him and reminds him that he belongs no matter what he's done. So this week, we're going to talk to one of my absolute favorite pastors, favorite voices, one of the most helpful people in for young pastors today and it's dr herschel york from southern baptist theological seminary lady did you know dr york before our interview i did not but i thoroughly enjoyed getting to know dr york and um some of his favorite things and getting to talk to him about being a papa it was just a lot of fun good warm uh caring Lots of dad energy there. So uh, hopefully you will uh, enjoy our interview with Dr. York. Hey guys, we're here today with one of my uh, favorite social media presences, as well as one of the best preachers I've ever heard. And that's, that's not uh, an overstatement. And uh, his name is Dr. Herschel York. And he is, um, I'm going to let him introduce himself. But Dr. York, here's the rules of engagement for us. I'm going to give you a, an odd word. And I want you to use this word in the sentence. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Your word is scrumptious. Uh, the word okay. scrumptious. Use that in, okay. in the introduction of yourself. Okay. Well, I am uh, the Dean of the School of Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. I am a professor of preaching there as well for the last 24 years. I'm pastor of the Buck Run Baptist Church in Frankfurt for the last almost 18 years. And I get confused a lot with Colonel Sanders, who is the mascot, of course, of the scrumptious Kentucky Fried Chicken. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Yeah. I, I, you know, uh, okay, here's the thing is I've got white hair, white beard. It, it sort of looks more like a goatee because it's thin on the sides. Uh, I'm in Kentucky. Yeah, here's my theory is all old guys with white hair and white beards look alike. Uh, I, get, <laughs> I get confused for other people too, but Colonel Sanders is sort of the most famous 
I certainly look more like him than Reba McIntyre. Uh, you know, so, <laughs> you know, she, she got, she got to play him on a commercial. So, uh, you know, uh, but I get it. I've even been stopped in airports. Dude, you know who you look like? So I get it. You know, I, you know, I would regularly get, Hey, you look like Spanky from the little rascals. And I did not appreciate that in any way, shape or form, but I heard that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, well, nobody aspires to look like Colonel Sanders when you grow up either, I'll just say. <laughs> we have some KFC questions. I listened to a podcast on uh, business wars about the chicken battle, uh -huh. and it was incredibly yeah. interesting the way that started, how it, how it rolled out. You know, it's, it's footprint in the state of Utah. <laughs> There's a lot of information about that chicken at, in Kentucky. Uh, I tell you, uh, the Caribbean, if you go to any place in the Caribbean, uh, KFC owns it, man. I mean, uh, I have been, I've been to most of the islands in the Caribbean. They all have KFC. And they have a, they have a chicken there at their KFCs that we don't have. Like in Trinidad, they've got this delicious, spicy fried chicken the KFC serves that we don't get here in the States. And I resent it. I uh, think we, we should have access to it, but yeah, KFC of course is huge. Uh, I've, I knew governor John Y. Brown, who at one time was the CEO of that. And then uh, I met the guy that was the CEO of Yum. He came to uh, Southern seminary and did the leadership lectures. And so, uh, and, you know, and then I live uh, real close to the, the, Claudia Sanders restaurant in Shelbyville, which is still the restaurant that he and she operated. And I've been to the original KFC in Corbin. So, uh, man, you're, you're talking my love language. How long have you been uh, teaching at Southern? 24 years. Went there in 1997. Wow. Was that your first position in academia? Yes. Uh, first real position. So as pastor of Ashland Avenue Baptist Church from 1990 to 1997, when I went to Southern, uh, at that time, Ashland Avenue had a small Baptist college associated with it. Uh, Andy Witt went there. Jarvis Williams went there. Uh, and uh, Dave Adams, uh, who teaches at Liberty, uh, now was there. My friend David Hatcher, pastor of Mega Church in Manaus, Brazil, was the president. And so I was the chancellor, and I taught as the pastor of the sponsoring church, I was connected to it, but, uh, yeah, you know, Dr. Moeller and I met in 1996 and were, you know, he was really reclaiming that seminary for uh, sound biblical theology. And I had complained about it my whole life. You know, when it came, came time for me to go to seminary in 1987, my pastor begged me to go to Southern and I refused. I was, you know, it was liberal and I was not going to go there. And I went to Mid-America because every professor at Mid-America was an inerrantist. And that was at the time, the only Baptist seminary in the nation where every professor was an inerrantist. I'm glad to say that's certainly no longer true. So when I went to Southern in 1997, uh, uh, it was in order to reclaim it. And uh, it was a very different place then. Uh, and now, you know, I, I went, Moeller was only 33 when he went there as president. I was 37 when I went there on faculty. And here I am, one of the old guys now. Uh, you know, <laughs> sort of like, I don't even know how that happened. But uh, I, 
you know, I'm part of the, a major part of the history of that institution now, having been there almost a quarter of a century. That's, uh, I, I don't know how that took place. Well, we have some random questions for you that have nothing to do with you teaching or preaching, and we're going to ask some of okay. those. So uh, Lydia is going to okay. kick us off. Yeah, I was reading your Twitter profile, and it mentioned uh, um, you enjoy peacock bass fishing. And I am like, what is a oh. peacock bass? Okay, uh, well, that's the English name for it, but the real name is Tukunare. And uh, Tukunare are indigenous to the Amazon and uh, regions there. They, they, they are in Florida now. It's an invasive species in North America. But uh, so they look like uh, they have like, like, you know, how a peacock has a ring on its tail. Like, you know, you see a peacock feather. has got that big eye looking thing. So a peacock bass has a big thing like that on the back side of it. So it's almost looks like a false eye. So predators come at the wrong end of it. Uh, and they are an incredible game fish. Like you have to use a 60 pound test line to catch like a six to 10 pound fish. They fight like nothing else. And by the way, just when you're fishing in the Amazon, I go fishing largely at a place called Baldina. It's a, a, a dam on the hill. What the month? The Watama is a tributary of the Amazon, and man, it's just you're 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 fishing and you're seeing pink freshwater dolphins, uh, capybara, uh, parrots, macaws, uh, the occasional uh, well, you see howler monkeys, the occasional jaguar, you know, uh, uh, black black jaguars. Uh, it's just amazing to be down there, and uh, a bad day fishing for. Peacock bass is still better than just about any other day. It's great. Well, the way that you get there, I assume, is on Delta Airlines. And I spent a lot of time interacting with Delta. I was actually up uh, chatting with them at 2.15 this morning, trying to redeem some points. Why are you a big Delta fan, Dr. York? Uh, well, I started uh, when I came to Southern in 1997, Southern had the extension centers all over the place and I wasn't pastoring and I would teach at our extension centers on weekends. Uh, like we had one in New York. I did New York a lot. I would fly up on Friday morning, uh, mess around Manhattan that morning and then in the afternoon and then teach Friday night, Saturday morning, mess around and then get the last flight out on Saturday evening, be back and preach over on Sunday. And you just start racking up points. And I learned early on that brand loyalty is your best move. It's better, instead of giving your business to three different companies, it's better to just focus on one. And you get uh, frequent flyer status with them. Uh, and the more business you give them, the better care of you they, they will take. And so I just this year have passed 2 million miles on Delta. Uh, just this week, they sent me a gift. Uh, and gave me a you know a thing for my two million mile mile marker, uh, and uh, you know I get I'm telling you like I'll give you a, for instance they kind of this is not true since COVID but used to be like I have a dedicated number uh, for the for diamond medallion members that I would call that number and they would answer the phone hi Doctor York this is Billy Bob but you know what can I do to help you today. It's just amazing the kind of 
treatment they give you once you become that upper echelon uh, customer. I get the free upgrades and all that. It's 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 become a hobby to me, frankly. You know the like I said, <laughs> you know if you're gonna if you're gonna travel that much, you want it to be enjoyable. So by by working points, and I'm also Hilton. I'm Diamond with Hilton, so I stay in Hilton's. Same thing, free upgrades, all that. By focusing on one company, uh, you just get better treatment. Uh, do you get yeah. uh, the bis, you know, the the Biscoff cookies? Do you get the Biscoff butter mailed to your house? The cookie butter that hey. they? Yeah, I, I, it, it's amazing stuff. Uh, hey, uh, they have sent me stuff like you you would believe. I'll tell you this <laughs> true story. So one time I called to complain about something, and the guy said the VP I talked to apologized all over himself. Now every Every email I have has on there Pastor Buckron, uh, Professor at Southern Seminary, Baptist Theological, you know, Baptist Seminary, all that. And the guy said, "Hey, I, I, I'm going to send you a gift just to say thanks." He sends me. I get in the mail this massive box. And over there, there's all kinds of, of like, you know, gourmet foods in there. There's a set of four crystal glasses. It costs you know, probably you know, over a hundred bucks for the set. And then there is a bottle of. Crown Royal Canadian whiskey. And I, I thought, this is hilarious, you know. And uh, I emailed the guy. I said, hey, I really appreciate the thought, but don't you know that a Kentucky Baptist doesn't drink Canadian whiskey? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the next time you go to together for... The next time you go together for the gospel, you can take that with you. You yeah. get all kinds of Presbyterian yeah. friends that will be just fine. I know. They they sent that to me. It's been uh, eight years ago. I know because my father was still alive, and I've still got it. You know, it's there. Was, I told Tanya, I said, it's too nice a gift. It, it, it was like this rare thing that they only had. I mean, there's a, some whole story behind why it's so rare stuff. But I told her, I said, uh, I'm not, I, I, I feel my conscience is troubled giving it away to somebody. And but it's too nice for me to throw away. So it's been sitting in my closet now for eight years. <laughs> it's still in there. If I could um, have loyalty to Chick-fil-A, like you have loyalty to Delta, I would be yeah. living my best life. I'm just going to go to yeah. Chick-fil-A every day now. That's what <laughs> they, they treat you right, man. That's the way it works. <laughs> So we, we typically do a this or that. So we'll ask you a couple of questions and say, which one would you prefer this item or this item? And you pick whichever one and you can expound upon it of like why you like it, but we have this or that Kentucky edition. Okay. So I'm going to start off with a, with a slow softball KFC or Chick-fil-A. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to say KFC. Kentucky, college basketball or the Kentucky Derby? Wildcats or horses? Wildcats. Have you been to the Kentucky Derby? I have one time. Uh, there's a story when er Ernie Fletcher was a governor. Ernie was a friend of mine. He had been my doctor. He was a fellow pastor in Lexington. Uh, his last year's governor, I knew it was going to be his last year as governor. And I told Tony, I said, this is my shot. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to use my friendship. And I asked him uh, and the first lady if they could get us tickets. I had to pay for them, but I paid face value for them, which everybody, and we got, we were literally on the track where I could put my hand in the dirt at turn one 
And everybody else in our box paid thousands of dollars for their tickets. We paid whatever the face value was, like 175 bucks or something. And the Queen was there that year. The Queen of England was there. Uh, it was really neat. But see, now I said I'll never go back because I could never get seats that good again. It was such a good experience. And I thought, okay, I'm done. I've done it once. Uh, it was a great experience, and I'm done with that. So, yeah, I've been to the Derby. That's awesome. And oh, my goodness. I, I will also tell you, everybody else in the, you know, they, everybody else gambled, which I don't gamble. I'm not, it's just not going to gamble. And everybody in the box kept looking at me and saying, aren't you going to place a bet? I said, no, I'm not going to place the bet. And they said, why do you come to Kentucky Derby, but you don't gamble? I said, well, I'm afraid I'd win. <laughs> and they were like, what? I said, look, I said, it'd be just my luck to put down a $2 bet and win thousands of dollars or something. And then I, then how could I explain that? I just couldn't explain that. And I said that, you know, and if you win, then you think you always win. So I, you know, I'm not putting anything down. So I enjoyed all the horse races and that was it. Good thing you weren't drinking your, your Canadian Delta whiskey. Exactly right. Might've put you over the edge. I know it. That's right. It's tough being a holy man. I'll just say <laughs> <laughs> how is how is your yard how's that grass is it green or is it blue it's kentucky blue grass hey man <laughs> we live from my front yard I, I, we have our front yard is blue grass i can see daniel boone's grave the kentucky river and the dome of the kentucky capital you don't get more kentucky than that that is some blue grass <laughs> yeah man isn't Kentucky a commonwealth? It is a commonwealth. Can you tell anybody what that means? Because I don't understand. Uh, not really. No, there are uh, there are several commonwealths, and I know what Virginia's commonwealth, Pennsylvania's commonwealth, but uh, I do not know. I don't know the technical definition of commonwealth, so you'll have well, to educate me. One of our questions is baseball or fishing, and I've got an assumption as to what the answer to that is. Yeah, it's fishing. We have another game we want to play. It's born in Kentucky, yes or no. And okay. this is about your state, and you, you can just tell us. Okay. Or are these people born in the okay. state of Kentucky, yes or no? Okay. Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Billy Graham. No. Do you know where he was born? I'm going to say uh, North Carolina. Yes. <laughs> I was just at Ridgecrest a couple of weeks ago. That statue is about 11 feet tall. So, uh, George Clooney. Yes. That's true. Muhammad Ali. Yes. Were you a boxing fan? Uh, yeah, when I was a kid. I, I watched it, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I love Muhammad Ali, Joe, Joe Frazier, uh, that era, George Foreman. Yeah, I loved it. Have you ever been to a fight? Did you ever go? I have, I have not. No, I've never been to one. They'd want you to gamble there, too. Yeah, <laughs> and they're usually in, I mean, either Vegas or Zaire, you know, the, the rumble in the jungle, uh, somewhere far away. I said uh, boxing was illegal in Kentucky for for a while. I don't know if it is now or not, but they they you could they wouldn't grant a license for a boxing match in Kentucky for for years. Oh wow! All right, next guy, Chad Poe. This guy right here. 
Uh, I'm going to say no. That's correct. Do you know what state he was born in? I'm guessing Tennessee. Hey! Absolutely correct. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, the uh, we met in person twice, Doctor York. I, I'm I'm flattered, and my accent must carry through. Uh, the that was, uh, that was the basis of my guess was your accent. Mm. <laughs> Stephen Curtis Chapman. Uh, well, I know he lives in Kentucky, but I'm going to guess he was not born here. The answer, he's the only one you missed. The answer is yes, oh. he is Kentucky. He's born yeah. in the state of Kentucky. I didn't know he was born here. I knew he lived here. Now, one of our f- favorite conversation pieces is is candy because we're not grownups. And uh, okay. Lydia has done some research on candy that you like. Could you tell us about that, Lydia? Well, I saw a post on Instagram that for Pastor Appreciation Month one year, you were eating your weight in Reese's Cups. Tell us about that. Okay, this started, you know, people at church want to do things for your pastor. And sometimes people do extravagant things. People don't know what to do. And sometimes they get you stuff you don't like, whatever. So I just decided a long time ago just to sort of tell people I love Reese's Cups. If you want to express your love to me, just get me Reese's Cups. Because for one thing, it's not extravagant. Uh, you know, the, a little lady on a fixed income can buy you a Reese's Cup and show you her love to you. And, and you're not embarrassed by people getting extravagant things. And I just talk about Reese's Cups. Uh, and literally, there's hardly a week that goes by that I'm not giving Reese's Cups. And yeah, you know, just around October, Pastor Appreciation Month, and I, I have had as much as like a garbage bag full of Reese's cups. I take them to seminary and share them. Uh, I have a bus driver in my church who takes groups. They go to Hershey, Pennsylvania. One time, he brought me back 13 pounds of Reese's cups, including like those big eight ounce ones, to a bunch of those. So, yeah, uh, I'm all about Reese's cups. I love them. They're my top three favorite candies. My favorite, I love the peanut butter M&M, which is uh, adjacent to the Reese's Peanut butter M&M, it, it is amazing. It, it, <laughs> it, the peanut butter M&M is better than Reese's Pieces. Uh, oh, and, by far. And, and even and better than even the chocolate M&Ms. Uh, they're, they're a thing, man. I'm all, I'm all about the Reese's M&Ms. I mean, the peanut butter M&Ms. I have to bypass that aisle when I'm at a convenience store just to avoid it. So, uh, so I'm I don't get. T- you're you're not old enough to remember when I was a kid. Tanya remembers that there was a there was a candy called No Jelly, a a candy bar called No Jelly, that was the most delicious candy bar in the history of humanity. And why it disappeared? It was only out like three years, maybe the early seventies, and I'm still waiting for somebody to revive it. But it was a peanut butter based candy bar it was awesome it was better than Reese's Cups wow well uh we want you uh Lydia is going to have you rate the following variants of the Reese's Cup and you give us this uh, you know as as podcast people we talk about five star rankings we want to give you you, we want you to give us a star ranking on each of the following Okay. Yeah, and these are the Reese's Cups that come out in each of these different holidays. So you don't have to rate it on the holiday. It's actually on the Reese's itself. Gotcha. So a pumpkin a pumpkin Reese's. Five. 
five coming out hot. The, the <laughs> ratio, the ratio of peanut butter to chocolate in the pumpkins is perfect. And um, I'll probably beat you to it. I'll say the same thing for the egg and the Christmas tree. Five, five, five. Yes, sir. Five, Th- those are them are five. Have I you had it. the heart? Have you had the heart from Valentine's Day? I have. And you know what? I think the little dip in the middle sort of messes it up a little bit. It's I'm going to give it a four. What about the ghost? That's kind of a newer addition. I'm like, we already, you know, we that's have a, a, a five uh, with a pumpkin. Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, I've given the ghost a two. It's just unnecessary mm. and doesn't add anything. When they try to do yeah. the white chocolate, what are your thoughts on that white yeah. chocolate? You know, it's a different thing. It's just like, yeah, I don't like, so I, I don't like all the variations on Reese's Cups. The white chocolate or the the worst was the Elvis banana creams. Ooh. I don't know if you had the Elvis banana cream Reese's Cups. Bad, bad. You know, just look, when you, when you achieve perfection, stick with it. You don't mm. need to vary it at all. You know, this is uh, Reese's Cup is the Tanya York of candies. And you just don't <laughs> need to mess with it. The one that I the one I have grown to appreciate is the Reese's cup that has bits and pieces of the Reese's pieces inside the peanut butter. That is good. Yeah. That is good. I I'm with you there. I, I probably that that surprised me. I liked it as much as I did. Mm. So here's a question for you if you're picking this or that. Daddy or Papa? Okay. Well, Papa. No two ways about it. Papa is just... just, If I'd known how great it was to be a grandfather, I'd have skipped children altogether and gone straight to being a grandfather. Um, You know, Dr. York, uh, we're spending this season having these conversations, and then we're just going to chat about elements and pieces of the lord's prayer and the one that i really just because of my relationship with you my relationship with your son i thought i'm going to ask dr york about it the idea of father and how god gives us a window with that word into the relationship yeah. that he has with us um what would you think about that? can you elaborate on that concept for us god as our father yeah it's i am so blessed because I had a father who was godly, who loved me, who gave me permission to fail, who gave me vision for things greater than I was. And it was a very easy thing for me to see God as my father based on the earthly father that I had. And I I, I just can't tell you enough. Uh, Last Saturday night, I was, uh, I was searching on the internet for something and by quite by accident, I came across this website of sermons and on it was a 1982 sermon of my dad's, uh, uh, an audio recording. Well, of course I listened to it. And 11 minutes in, he says, you know, my son Herschel is not just my son. He's my best friend. 
you know, my dad's been in heaven since 2009. I'm 61 years old. I've been able to accomplish most of my dreams in life. There's still nothing that compares to the love and approval of my dad. And I, to take that from what I learned from my earthly father, to be able to extrapolate this, to know that my heavenly father is like that so much more and so much better. That he is pleased with me, not because of me, but because he has adopted me and accepted me in the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's never a day that God looks at me and says, I'm not happy with you uh, because of Jesus. And so then to be able to turn that and as my sons were born to say, okay, now I get to shape them for the glory of God. I get to show them what a father is. And I made it a goal that every day of my son's lives that they would say, I'm glad I'm Herschel York's son. I wanted it to be a joy, not a burden. I wanted it to be a privilege, uh, not a drag. And I, I wanted to give them experiences and not things. I wanted to give them relationship, uh, not requirements. Uh, when they were each 11, I told them, I'll take you anywhere in the United States you want to go. And when they were each turned 16, I told each of them, I'll take you anywhere in the world you want to go. And the, both of them today at 38 and 36 can tell you every detail of those two trips that they each got with me. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, to hear them talk about our relationship the way I feel about my dad is just phenomenal. And to think that when Jesus prayed, he said, Pater Hemon, of course that's Greek, he, he spoke in Aramaic, but it's recorded in Greek, our Father. Man, uh, Jesus revealed God to us as Father. We should never take that for granted, nor should we ever lose sight of it. It should shape the way we parent our children. It should shape the way we treat our parents. So man, there's no greater word uh, really in the Lord's prayer, I think that that word right there, that that's, that's the word on which the rest of it stands. Ooh. And I'm glad I got that word. Oh man. Well, I've never cried on this podcast and I am today. So there's that. Um, uh, thank you for sharing that. And just to somebody who is, uh, ouch, Seth, you're, uh, Seth, your oldest, he's your young, he's your oldest, he's, right? He's my youngest. He's my youngest. Yeah, he's, he's youngest. So Michael, uh, my oldest son is two years older than Seth. He's a pastor at Fairview Baptist in Ashland, Kentucky. And Seth is the now the director at Cedarborn Camp with Crossings Ministries in Kentucky. I always joke with Seth that he'd be one of my best friends if we live closer. I, I think he's fantastic. And uh, he is. everything fantastic. you said, everything you said, you are that to him. Dr. York, where can yeah, our listeners find you on the internet? Okay. Uh, so I, I have a, a personal website that it's got, I, I don't keep it fresh, but there's stuff on there. It's pastorwell.com, pastorwell.com. If you put in herschelyork.com, it goes there too. Uh, but hey, there's one article on there I come into. It's called The Funeral I Most Dreaded. And it's the story of my father-in-law's conversion. 
it's a it's a great read and encouragement to people to not stop praying and witnessing for that one person you think will never come to faith in Christ. And uh, it involves peacock bass are involved in it too. So uh, if you want to go 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 to pastorwell.com and read the funeral I most read it, uh, and you you'll learn about me and uh, and really just the power of the gospel. So you can find me there at Herschel York uh, on Twitter. Hershey York on Instagram, uh, and I'm Herschel York uh, on Facebook. Thank you for being with us, and uh, thank you for starting this, this series with us in these conversations. Hey, Lydia, uh, it's so good to hear from Dr. York. I'm glad that we know where to find him. Can you let the good people on the internets know where they can find us? Yeah, we are at Hold On Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, at Hold On Pod on Facebook. Also, we have our Facebook group, so come check us out there. Thanks so much for our recurring sponsor friends, uh, 52 Threads, as well as uh, Alabama Sweet Tea Company, the best sweet tea in the business, and our friend Megan at Megan's Mickey Dream Vacations. If you are looking to go anywhere in Orlando, whether that is Disney World, Universal, SeaWorld, Waffle House, any of those places, make sure that you touch base with Megan. She will let you know the best ways to make that trip happen. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye.